TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. Hi there. We are on the radio. It's the beer show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Service. He'll be back with us again next week. And we have an action-packed show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ryan is finally back in studio. How are you, sir? It's been way too long. <laughs> it's been way, way too long. I, I think it was January last time I was in here. But we have such a great staff right now and so many you know, uh, great personalities at the shops. I, I like working them in. I like them to get on the air yep. and especially because our customers except for Jim you know, except we don't for Jim, Jim, Jim <laughs> he gets yeah. mad every time I rip him on the radio yeah he, he makes me let him on here <laughs> I, I, we might have to change that but no I'm, I'm glad to be back I mean this is this is St. Patty's week this is oh, this man. is one I wanted to be here for That's I'm, right. I'm bummed Fred and he's not here but we do have a great show uh, we're kicking off with kind of the, the quintessential uh, SPD brewery here in the Twin Cities and, and in the region, really, with uh, with Finnegan's. And it's been a while since we had Jackie on the show, but she's back, Jackie Berglund, CEO. And we actually have head brewer Ryan Mim here as well joining us. Thanks so much for having us. We're thrilled to be back, and I am so thrilled to have a head brewer with me. This All right, time. so first, before we get into the nuts and bolts as to why you're here, Ryan was on, was it about a month ago? About two months ago. I think two it was months in January, ago. Yep. And, uh, and did a great job. But Jackie, the reason I'm glad that you're here is because you might not know this, but I, you're, you're the guest on this show that I have probably had, and Ryan knows the story, have the most amount of respect for. And people are like, well, what, what the hell are you talking about, Reavers? Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie was in the middle of utter chaos. The van broke down, and yet she still found a way to come in here to do the show. I was—I have never been more uh, uh, infatuated by a guest because of the dedication to come in to do a live radio appearance when you, nece- when you really didn't need to, or you could have easily rescheduled. And I've always had so much respect for you because oh, of that. Thank you, Chris. And you know what? I never give up. So I was going to get here, heller high water. I'm telling you. Right, right. So that's that's I've always respected you oh, for thank that. You. So uh, and you know now that you guys uh, we we kind of talked about this off the air a little bit, but tell people about kind of the growth that you guys have had because uh, it's how many years now for you guys? Eighteen years. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean it is. It's been quite a journey and adventure. But we are actually an eighteen-year-old beer brand that opened a brewery, our first ever brewery. You guys can legally buy cigarettes and lottery <laughs> tickets now. I mean it's kind of cool. It's kind of well, cool. Except for have... in Bloomington. That's true. <laughs> okay, Ryan's all over that one. Um, so, I mean, it is kind of exciting to be this 18-year-old beer brand that has been selling beer in this region for some time. And then to, for the first time ever, have our own brewery and a super talented head brewer and opening a brewery in downtown Minneapolis a year ago, St. Patrick's Day. So, it's been a wild ride. That's sure. so cool. That And, and con- congratulations on that. I know that was kind of that leap of faith, and you guys have, have really been kicking butts. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. thank you very so, much. So often on the local scene here, we always talk about OGs, and we're talking about yep. breweries that have been open for like five, six, eight years maybe. 18 years. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. I, I mean, so much has changed in the time that, that you've been in this industry, you know, just nationally, but of course here locally. You know, what's your perspective on that? I mean, is it... Yeah, is is there anything right now that that you're seeing that that is uh, 
you know, changing drastically from, from what, 2001 then? When you guys or 2000, opened? September 2000. of 2000. But, you know, I can tell you when I started the company, there was a handful of breweries, right? Like five or six. And I remember the Brewers Guild meetings. We'd sit at one table and, sure. and you, knew, you know, a really small table. Yeah. You know, now there's 190 brewery licenses in Minnesota and we have to do banquet halls and only one person from the brewery can go because there's not enough room and space for everybody. I mean, it is totally a different game, right? And then the liberalization with the taproom laws totally changed it as well right and so so, so jackie let me ask you because I, I think people that that know this industry know the, the the path that finnegan's carved where you know you guys started out you were a, not not a product but had a really good relationship with summit brewing and then you guys kind of went off on your own do you think that path that you started back in 2000 do you think that that could happen today would it be would it be a lot more difficult for a brewer oh, to take that path? Oh, I think it'd path? be a lot more difficult. That's what I think too. Yeah. I do, and I think just even penetrating the distribution market, right, out sure. there in bars and restaurants and liquor stores, as a new beer brand, I think it's really challenging. You know, there's only so much shelf shelf space, right? Um, and it's important the brand, the quality of the beer, all of those things play into people purchasing your product. And from what I'm seeing, it's you you get a certain amount of time for people to check you out, and and if your beer isn't selling, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that chance right back, right? So I think it's it's much more challenging. Yeah, that period of time yeah. is shrinking quickly, too. I, I, mean, I agree. There used to be a pretty long leash, especially for local you know, breweries and, and, and beer companies. But now it's like there's just so many options. And, and, and we're finding that even if we really like a brand sometimes, if, if, the, if it doesn't resonate with the customer or the consumer, it's there's not much that yeah. we can do yeah. about it. You know, so it is. Yeah, it's a, it's different. So then you need landscape. to make those hard calls, right? Right. Yeah, we do. I mean, yeah. that, that's yeah. hard. I would. That, that's a tough space. And you have to walk that line. Yeah. You know, for us, between what what our preference is and and again, what resonates with the customer and what's what's selling. So right. it's a yeah, it's it's a it's a very challenging space right now. And um and being ahead of the curve is is very important. Building your brand and 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 having. Uh, the the identity and the mission that you guys have, I think, has really set the tone. Finnegan's Brewing Company is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. I forgot to mention, by the way, two tastings uh, this weekend at both locations uh, in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd. That will be on Friday. Yeah, we're doing the standard set this weekend, so it'll be Finnegan's at Minneapolis Shop on Friday from 5 to 7. Then we'll do the White Bear Lake Store 3 to 5 on Saturday. Thank you guys for doing this. Again, I know you're very busy, but they're still coming out. They're still going to hang you're out. You're telling a bleep an Irish brewery to make it to your store on St. Patrick's Day weekend. What's wrong with you, I Ryan? Oh, I we love it. We love it. We love to get out there and tell the story, have people sample our products. And it's great retailers, you know, like Ryan and Elevated that have helped us build our brand over the years. So That's awesome. we make time. Well, That's Finnegan's awesome. tastings yeah. are always great. They just always have really passionate people behind these tastings and, and you can pick their brain. And there's more and more to talk about. It seems like every week right now with Finnegan's, especially this weekend, a lot of cool stuff going on. You guys have some really fun stuff happening at the tap room, too. Can you talk a little bit about the, the special releases that yeah, are going Yeah, so, Brian, why don't you jump in? And, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> so with the weekend of Patty's Day, we decided, or St. Patrick's, if you want to, or what did you say, SPD? SPD. That's, that's a re- I've never heard that abbreviation. <laughs> that's pretty great. Um but like so for sounds like he's a cop. I know. <laughs> Don't go to I'm SPG. With SPG. <laughs> um, but we decided to kind of also with Patty's Day weekend is to actually like celebrate it with new beers too. I mean, we have the option. We can make our own beers. We can make small batch stuff. So uh, we're coming out with a new beer every day starting tomorrow through Sunday. Um, so tomorrow we actually have a double IPA uh, coming out called Jacked Up, eight point six. Uh, 
We made a 10-barrel batch, and we put 72 pounds of hops in it. So Holy bananas. <laughs> yeah, if you actually look at it, it's 7.2 pounds per barrel. But, you know, um, a lot of laurel, a lot of citra, so it's floral. Did and the boss also... sign off on this many hops? <laughs> yeah. I actually did. She did. Uh, actually, the best thing is when me and Logan were, my other brewer, were talking about it, we actually brought it up to Jackie. She's like, okay. Just um, do it, right? That's actually what it was. Um, so we have that coming out tomorrow. That'll be available when we open at noon. Uh, and then on Saturday, we have a beer called George, named after my father, cool. or my late father. Um, and cool. we're going to have two versions of it. So we'll have George, which is a Minnesota White Oak Barrel-Aged German Helles. Is that what he did? Is that what he, he just, always brewed German yeah, lagers and okay. pilsners at home. That's and cool. like It was maybe like once or twice a year, but it was just like... Don't put too much yeast in. Don't make it too yeasty. It's like, okay, Dad. Um, uh, so we're putting one out. Don't called, make it too don't yeasty. Don't make it too yeasty. It's like, I like that. It's, it's a packet of yeast. It's not going right. to do it. Now that I know, you know, it's like Or do you kid. just nod to Dad like, okay, Dad. You when you're a kid, good. you're just like, okay. Um, <laughs> so there's the original George, which is the barrel age. And then also we have another one, which is called Blueberry George, where we added another 132 pounds of blueberry puree to it as well wow. and let it kind of sit in there to kind of clarify a little bit and also so it turned nice and purple so i need to good. share this with you because i shared this with jackie before the show started and how you know i, I think people that have listened to the show over the years kind of know that my my weakness towards the super bitty bitter ipa style of beer where I, it's not that i don't like ipa i do like ipa i just don't like super bitter beer i will crush double ipas all day and i don't know why that is I, I don't know what's so weird about my palate. I think the malt helps with that. Is too. that what yeah. it is? Yeah, because I mean, okay. you're generally throwing a lot more malt at it too. So sometimes you get that. Um, with this one, there's we didn't put any wheat in this one, which is pretty surprising for us. We actually okay. throw a lot of wheat in some of our IPAs. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot more malt kind of comes through that, so it actually breaks down a little bit of the hot bitterness. But also, I think as we've transitioned into drinking different kind of IPAs now, too, we're starting to make them less bitter. Even though I still like a West Coast IPA, we're starting to make IPA is a little less bitter, but this is actually in the 70s category, so which is pretty standard for a double IPA, which could be higher, but 70 IBUs on this one. That's cool. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. I asked him this, uh, Jackie, when he was in here about two months ago. How many times now uh, when someone comes into the order of Irish whiskey when they come into the tap room? Oh, I actually, my favorite thing is last <laughs> summer. I think it was August. We actually. That's great. It was August time, so we actually ran out of all of our stouts because we didn't really brew that many stouts for the summer. We were okay. brewing a lot of IPAs. And I saw this gentleman sit outside, and he's, like, sitting there, and we had some waitresses to go outside. And he's like, I'm leaving. I hear, hear him talking to his wife. I'm, like, looking over him, seeing what's going on. He's just like, I'm leaving. Who makes an Irish pub without a stout or a whiskey? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> he didn't realize we're actually a brewery. Well, that's well, great. We're a brewery, um, but okay. But, yeah, the, the last one on Sunday, actually, our anniversary, which is, you know, Patty's Day, which is pretty serendipitous for us, too. Yeah. Um, we made a imperial Irish ale. So our usual Irish ale, which is pretty much 70 to 65% of our business, uh, which is 4.75. We made a nice 7.5% wow. nice. version cool. of it. Um, same hop profile, same malt profile. And um, it turned out really nice. Pretty much we used what we would normally do for a 20-barrel version and put it directly into a 7-barrel. Wow. Just to kind of see what it would put up. We were hoping maybe to get 75 to 9%. We got 75 There you go. Um, but... You know, it finished out really nice, and it's. I think it's of the three Jackie's favorites so far. I'm so excited about the multi beers. Oh, you know, really so. I think it's cool that you guys are doing that. I mean, that that seems like a you know, it's kind of an obvious thing to try, but you know, here it is. Well, and, I think me and Logan were talking about it, and like as a joke, Angie, who's kind of 
been doing our marketing for so many years for us too. She's like, well, what are you going to name it? I was like, I don't know. Let's call it Firsties as a joke. And it just stuck. So it's called Firsties. <laughs> I know. It's our first it's like anniversary. It's a terrible name for an anniversary <laughs> beer. But they're like, well, what is next year's? I was like, second? I don't know. <laughs> I like One that. more. Yeah. <laughs> One more. Which we've actually already brewed and it's sitting in a barrel already. So we'll talk about that next year when we come on, too. But so the, the new tap room gives you guys a flexibility to do a lot more now. Correct. And, and, yep. you, and you mentioned in the green room that you guys have done, was it like 80 or 90 beers? Yeah, since batch 88 went uh, into the tank today, which was a collaboration. Wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. So our first collaboration as well went today. So a good week for us. Uh, Ladona Cervecia. So we're doing a beer with them. Cool. Um, so it's their also first collaboration too. For Cinco uh, de Mayo, for right? For Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, so we'll put it out on May 3rd. Uh, it's a nice German house lager with them. That's great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so to, uh, on Tuesday will be 89. So we're gearing in towards 100 trying to figure out what the 100 batch is so if you go to the tap room i mean how many different beers do you have available right now 17 17 yeah that's incredible uh so we have 17 and we don't have any double lines um and then sometimes it might be 18 so we have the two tap rooms because we got the upstairs portion of it too and there might be a different one up there or there might be a different one downstairs and a different one upstairs too so Finnegan's uh, Brewing Company, the guest here in the beer show, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Two tastings this weekend in Minneapolis at Hiawatha 42nd on Friday from 5 to 7. Saturday, White Bear Lake, Highway 61 and 4th Street from 3 to 5 p.m. You were on a couple of months ago. Um, what was the week? What was the theme of that week? Remind me again. It was Dark Week. Dark Week. And I remember, because, I mean, I've had your guys' beer a million times, but the bottle that you sent me home with was spectacular and truly not something I've ever really associated with you guys, which made me now go, okay, well, wait a minute here. We got something brewing, which kudos to you guys. That was a really, that whatever whatever you sent me home with was fantastic, but I know that that was a good run for you guys that particular week. It was. It was great. We pretty much doubled to sometimes tripled what normal people, like what we'd have for a normal business in the tap room. That's for the awesome. Beers. And also that week was really fun. So it was seven days, seven different stout supporters. Uh, and then on Saturday, we actually tapped two. So it was actually eight beers over the time. But the one on Saturday was our Russian Imperial Stout and then a barrel-aged version of it, too, at the same time. That was That's so awesome. We kind of did a bottle release that day um, of those two beers, which some are still available at the tap room, too. And we have a little bit left on tap, too. But So I want to, I, I wanna, uh, for people that are familiar with the brand, obviously you guys have been around for 18 years, but maybe haven't been to the Finnegan's line in, in a while. Ryan, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I want to try to un- pull back the curtain here a little bit. When you're watching a brewery like this kind of develop and blossom, they almost have to not reinvent themselves as way too strong, but kind of adapt. And I'm seeing that with these guys at mm-hmm. Finnegan's because you, you just simply have to. Because as we talk almost every week on this show, if you're not continually mass- producing great beer, you're just going to fall by the wayside. And I see that with these guys yeah. right now. I think you, you want to have a balance between that sort of pushing the envelope and innovation and, and that, that new shiny thing. Yep. And you've... If you if you want to be successful, you also have to have those beers that are staples in people's fridges, right? Yep. So, um, you guys had that, yeah. and that's the hard thing to get. And now you have the flexibility to go ahead and 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 experiment and and try a whole lot of new things with the new tap room and the new brewery setup. So I think that's really cool that you guys are able to do that now, because I'm sure you wanted to for the longest time, and now that you have 
your own spot, your own facility, it gives you that flexibility. Yeah, we're like kids in a candy shop, honestly. I mean, we're an 18-year-old beer company that had three or four different offerings, right? Yeah. And so we did do that hard part of building our brands and these certain profiles of beers over the long haul. But then we were the ones that were losing out on when it's a new shiny toy, we really didn't have anything to offer. And we've come back big. It's like, go big or go home. You know, we have an awesome brewer who's made 88 beers so far this year. I mean, imagine that. From a company that only had three or four for 18 years. It's, it's a real pivot. And, um, I couldn't be happier or more excited about the direction that we're going. And I think we are doing exactly what you're talking about, Ryan. Is it a certain path too to be responsible with that kind of growth that you're, that you're trying to get to a certain point, but you at the same time, you have to be responsible throughout oh. that process? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, we're in a business, right? Yep. And we need to make money and we need to do things that are thoughtful that are, are really in it for the long haul. You know, we're a brand that's built to last. And I've always had that kind of thought in my head. I'd rather do the slow growth and build loyalty and customers and build the brand, do really high quality products for the long haul. Nice. And and we're continuing to do that and we do it. And and I always say to my team, we got to swim in our own swim lane. You know, we're the first beer company in the world to donate 100% of our profits back to the community. We have a different lens in what we do, right, than any other beer company. Right. So we we take that very seriously and we see people doing stuff. It's like, okay, guys, that's great. They're doing that. This is who we are. And we always got to bring it back. And and I think we're doing a good job at that. And that's why you've always had the respect of not just this radio show, but this radio station because of that mission. And it, and one of the things why I've always admired you guys from a distance, which is pretty cool. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. And, and, you know, to give a number on it, $1.3 million back to the wow, community that's amazing. since we were first profitable in 2003. That's incredible. That's amazing. All right, so aside from two tastings this weekend, I can't imagine anybody's going to want to stop in for a beer this Saturday. Uh, or I don't the, think anybody Or this Sunday for St. Patrick's Day at all. It's a, I think it's a really slow, boring weekend. <laughs> Very cash. Yeah, very casual. cash. I think everybody's going to hang out at home. <laughs> We're all going to sleep in. We're going to, you know. yeah. Uh, so, other than that, uh, uh, you, I know you mentioned that you had a couple of other uh, new releases that are coming out here. Yeah, we had, um, so last week we had our 2019 Beer to Mars. So, uh, ale aged in blackberry whiskey barrels, uh, a little bit of funk, got a little bit of Brett and Lacto in there too. I think that's the Beer um, of March, right? That's the Beer yep. of March. I'm so smart. we had put that out last so year smart. too at about this time. So um, we have that one aged in the whiskey barrels for about five and a half months this year. Wow. Um, has a little tartness to it. Uh, very heavy in the wheat, a little bit more of a bitter style, but not on like an IPA bitterness. Um, I think it turned out really, really nice. And we have a couple new beers kind of coming around with that collaboration, which will be out in May. And then also we have another barrel aged beer coming out in May as well, Beer de Miel, which means... Honey beer. So Belgian We're really ale. good at French yeah. at Finnegan's. We like, I also, I kind of have an affection to make a lot of Belgian style beer. So I kind of do Is that, that your a lot. jam? That's my jam. Yeah. I and keep also, getting worried nobody can can say the names. I'm like, Miel? I don't know how many people know what Miel is honey. And I, are they going to come up and go, I would like the M-I-E-L beer. I'm not really sure what that is. I get right about it. I think the big thing is like coming back because I grew up here and then I moved away for a lot of years and then coming back and seeing what the beer market was here too. It's not trying to tell people, oh, you should drink more Belgian beers, but you have so many options, delicious Belgian beers. Right. Because, I mean, if you go to Belgium, you can walk into a bar and be like, you have 300 beers that are from here, like right around the corner. So there's a lot of opportunity, and they do make pale ales. They do make everything else, too. But uh, there's the question, like, what do you pick, malty or hoppy? I will take yeast 
any day of the week mm-hmm. of the three. Like yeast has so much quality. Just to spite to, your dad, right? Just to spite my dad. Exactly. Good <laughs> good point. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, but it's, I really like making those beers and I love barrel aged beers too at times too. So, I mean, we just came out with Trisha uh, a month ago too, which was named after Trisha, who's been at the company for 10 years. That's what I hear. You and, worked there 10 years to get a beer name. Yeah, you could you. do. Uh, Angie should have but you know she's not going to be there much longer right i'm calling you out Angie. yeah she's moving um, to california we're all mad at her um but yeah after 10 years and she loves brett beers every time i would bring one in to drink she's like oh this is my favorite that's awesome. so i was like i'm gonna make you a belgian pale with brett and we're gonna agent milk barrels she's like oh that sounds great what are you gonna name i was like trisha and for five months she kept saying don't call it trisha but we stuck with it and so she's it came shy out. she's kind of a shy yeah, gal like yeah. this, she's like had to really force herself to embrace this and uh really she's gotten a lot of yeah a lot of but it, it's turned out it. really really great yeah. it's good so i mean we'll have a lot more and then you know kind of once we get back into the fall we start kind of getting ready again for what's happening this week so uh, a lot of breweries yeah. are busy during the summer, which we're hoping to have a busy summer. Yeah. Well, you guys have something going on with United too, correct? We do, Jack. If you yeah, want to talk about that. so um, the fan club, the the North Elite fan club, they we are their home base for all the away games, and so they've got a turnout of like 150 people. They are great fun and great supporters of our brand too, and we love having them down at. The well, we have the maestro of the uh, the United pregame sitting at the board here, Jonathan, and uh, so Jonathan, we're going to Finnegan's plug every single time you uh, go we'll in do- and out of Briggs. That work? I think we can do that. Okay, yeah. Oh, sweet, you're awesome, sweet. Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, so if people are hearing this for the first time, want to find out more information about Finnegan's, the, where the, the tap room is located, all things Finnegan related, I'm assuming everything's online? Yeah, yep. Finnegan's.org. Awesome. And uh, social media, you guys are all over too. Yeah. Yep. Well, all the, everything you could think of in social media, it's, I guess it's there. I don't know. I don't follow it. <laughs> you know, We're not the social media people. I'm just I'm like an talk. old man. Well, on behalf of all of us body. here at the beer show, here's to 18 more years, Jackie. Oh, thank you best. so much. Cheers. And we so appreciate your yeah. support over the years. Honestly, thank you so much. You got it. It means a lot. You got it. Uh, we're going to come right back. You're listening to the beer show live on Score North. And of course, online, we are scorenorth.com. Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores will be back with us again next week. Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits is here. And our old buddy Ben Quam from Bent Paddle is back. Hi, oh. Ben. Hey, look who's back. So, uh, considering the fact that I don't like either one of you in the studio, this is going to be a boring segment. That was Ugh. sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, this is what I love about not only doing this show, but this industry, you know, here you are in the green room, sipping on Finnegan's, talking about how great it is, and vice versa. Yeah, they're talking about how great the, the the brews that they were having for Bent Paddle. It's what I absolutely love about doing this show. It's so easy. Like, in addition to them making really good beer, it's just really easy to cheer for Finnegan's because oh, of what they do God, in the community. Yes. And uh, I, you know, I've I, I've known Jackie literally since that that started being a thing, and it's just awesome to see how much it's grown and to see the new facility like it that's that's what we should all be cheering for right yeah. and i when feel you see, when you see a force like her i mean it just oh, it, it's like absolutely. you get why it, it has happened and it's been 18 years and you know they're still rocking and rolling this is so. probably nine eight eight years ago yeah eight years ago actually right now it's eight years ago this weekend uh i got cornered by her and kieran foliard from uh, oh. formerly of Kieran's, but now two, two gingers two and gingers the Bean Suntory yeah. family, and uh, Kieran is a, a a force of nature with the most adorable Irish accent, and getting 
cornered. As somebody who talks as much as I do, when I couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> that is saying something. Literally, all I said for five minutes was, I, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And then I just sat back and you just you just kind of let it wash over you and you end up with a pint and a shot and then they walk away. And I guess that's a win. And that's how typically I feel when I hang out with you <laughs> for a couple say, hours. Or- you, you might know that I've adopted that that, uh, that stance. Well, and what's what, what's fun is, you know, we I, now I wasn't joking. The first time we had Jackie on the show, she literally the van, the Finnegan's van broke down and she said, screw it. I think she got a cab. Just to get here to do the interview, which I had always have always admired about her, and I do feel bad that I haven't been to the new tap room yet. I do feel bad about so that. We have so to check it out. I need to go there this we weekend. Go this weekend, yeah, I, I need to go check it out this weekend. Especially it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. I need right. to go check it out for sure. So um, anyway, let's uh, let's now transition to uh, what you guys are doing, Ben, at Bent yeah. Paddle Brewing Company. Because even though you guys are Duluth beer, because that's what I just call you guys. You guys are Duluth beer. You have a very strong presence here in the Twin Cities and a lot of big time fans of Ben Paddle here. Well, I do prefer to hashtag Duluth, Duluth, Duluth is on fire. I love that. Uh, but but it's actually kind of cool that this worked out the way that it did because this is a, a charity forward episode. Um, we just literally this week, we just released uh, a new old friend. So it's a beer that we used to make up until right about two years ago. Um, it's called Lollygagger and it's a partnership with Law Designs. Uh, it's a West Coast hoppy pale ale, and we uh, originally created it to uh, help fund uh, a single track, like a mountain bike trail on the North Shore. Cool. And when the trail was completely funded, we kind of felt weird to continue selling it when the charity was funded. And life gets in the way, and a new tap room gets built, and time just gets away from you. And we got to a point where we wanted to kind of circle the wagons around again. And do something. So uh, we got together with Lal again, and this time we found uh, 1% for the planet. So what it is, and I, I'm not a representative of the charity, so I apologize. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to kind of learn as much as I can. But what it seems to be is a bunch of good people that created an aggregate, like on a national or an international level, where you can donate, and then they fund specific small environmental projects. So... You know, locally, nationally, or what? How does that work? You apply to them to Got say it. this is what we want to do, and you know, to use a, a metaphor would be like if we wanted to clean up Minnehaha Creek in South Minneapolis. If we started advertising that, anybody outside of the metro area probably would have no idea what we were talking about. Sure. So you're relying on your friends and neighbors at best to kind of help pitch in, but you could apply to them, and then they could give you the grant, and then it's fully funded. So it's a way for small charities to get a bigger network of funders to come in. Mm-hmm. So, and then they, they try and kind of help target that. So we're giving 1% of, of gross sales, regardless of profit, profitability. We're giving 1% to them to say, hey, this is how much we care. We want to put our money where our mouth is. We're all about paddling it forward with Bent Paddle. Uh, so we're trying to to do our part, much like Finnegan's is. That's really cool. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love it from just a conceptual standpoint, but... I love it even more because it brought Lollygagger back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's so I'm unfamiliar with this beer. Right? Tell I mean, th- th- this had a pretty strong presence here oh my in God. the Twin when Cities. When this beer first launched, it was I. It was one of those that we just couldn't keep in stock. Oh, you know? really? So it like it. It just it brings back good memories of of that time a few years ago when this first launched, and everyone loved it. And I, I didn't know it was coming back, but now I see that it is. I'm pretty sure we have it. Yeah, I'm sure we got it this week. Yep. 
and I'll be grabbing some tomorrow. So I'm going to ask the Mike Fratelloni question because Mike's not here. If you have this beer and it's been really successful and you couldn't keep it on the shelves at Elevated, either one of the Elevated stores, why in the hell did it go away, Ben? It was be- Answer the question. <laughs> it was because we wanted the charity aspect to be a part of it. Got it. Uh, Law Designs... Um, our entire, all the furniture on our patio at the tap room is, it's all designed by LOL. Um, it's all made from 100% recycled plastics. So they take recycled plastics and they turn it into this amazing weatherproof furniture. Cool. So we're both committed to, you know, trying to be better partners for the world. And when we start a beer to try and do that, it's weird to just sell it for profit afterwards. We really try to be like, as true to our word as we can. And that just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. I think we all thought, Let's just pause for a second. We'll pick a new charity and it'll be back. And literally, like, you guys know how it goes, man. <laughs> Family, life, government stuff with the brewery. Like, all this stuff happens in one week. Oh, turns crap. Into- it's been five years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, I, I joked around. I got hired literally, like, two weeks after we stopped producing this. Mm-hmm. So I joked around to everybody that, that that was my hazing, was my first month was just getting yelled at by accounts because we don't have Lollygagger. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't sold that beer. And I when I went to the tap room to like brew and train in we didn't have it so i didn't get to drink it so i just got yelled at by something that i had never tried before so now for me even more on a personal level this is like a little bit of like yeah all right well now i got it <laughs> buy it up <laughs> so they're like welcome to the family ben. Exactly. You're, oh that's 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 so cool. my, my two-year training program has finally come around and i'm officially an employee <laughs> nice. now that we have a lot of games it's already it. been two years how about that that's crazy coming up it's it's uh we're we're it's two years. Yeah, like that's two and a half months away. That's fine. Um, so, Ryan, let me ask, and I, I do typically ask this when Ben's on, but I th- always think it's worth repeating because, you know, even though it's not really a divide between the up north slash Duluth breweries versus the Twin Cities breweries, but people that are either from Duluth that live here or vice versa, there is a strong connection for, hey, I, I want something that's from home, mm-hmm. essentially, because even though we're all here in the state of Minnesota, there are people that are from Duluth that live in the Twin Cities or from the Twin Cities that live in Duluth. and but, So I think that there is that strong uh, is it colloquial connection mm-hmm. between a person and a beer drinker and that community. Yeah, and I feel like Ben Paddle is just one of those brands that seems to 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 do do it all, right? Yeah. I mean, they they they're so uh, just adored here in the Twin Cities that I feel like we kind of claim it as our own mm-hmm. in a way. <laughs> but then you go to Duluth and you're like, okay, this is a Duluth beer because I mean, it's just <laughs> everywhere. It's just I mean, the the just the brand and the way it embraces the culture up there and and everything going on, the collaborations like you're talking about. It's just it's it's it is Duluth. As much as we want it to right. kind of be a Twin Cities brand, it's it's a Duluth brand, and I love that they've been able to 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 succeed in both markets because that's not easy. I mean, there's other beers that have tried, yep. other breweries that have tried, and it's uh it's not easy to to be that successful outside of your own turf. I think it's also um, it's indicative partially of when we were able to start that there weren't that many craft breweries when we first opened, you know, we're about to turn six coming up yeah. and for us to be able to kind of get in front of people, that was, a, that was definitely a step forward for us. But then also the fact that there are so many people in the Metro area that it's a two hour drive straight up 35 
There are so many people that just want to take a second. And, you know, let's be real. I know that Lake Superior isn't an ocean, but sometimes we all just need some water. And going up north in the middle of the summer and listening to Lake Superior just talk to you as the waves come in, that's a thing that I identify with 100%, and a lot of people around the city do. Just driving up the shore and just getting away from all the noise and watching the bars tick down on your cell phone to the point where, yep, we're just... Just shut it off. We're shutting her off. (laughs) Yeah. That is something that Duluth affords a lot of people here in the city, and I think it's a it's something that a lot of us treasure. So to be able to kind of get a, a little bit of that North Shore, a little bit of Lake Superior in every can and in every glass, that's a that's a thing that a lot of people identify with. We turned a, a year ago. Ben was nice enough to invite me and my family up for the five year anniversary uh-huh. of uh, festiversary. Festiversary. Trademarked festiversary. Festiversary. And uh, so we, we we did. We ended up it, it was Mother's Day weekend. Correct. And so we said, screw it, let's turn it into a whole weekend where we went up, we did the light tower, we mm-hmm. did the, you know, uh, Gooseberry Falls, we did the whole works, did bent paddle, and then we stayed in Duluth that night and my sons called it the ocean. Yep. Because that's what to them Lake Superior is and that was just fine with me. But it is cool that that whole area and that whole vibe, and by the way, that new taproom is absolutely gorgeous. You guys should be proud, which I know you are. Mm-hmm. But it is. It, 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 it did remind me, because it had been a few years since my wife and I did make that trip, but it did remind us, like, God, this state's cool. Like, we forget... Sometimes like this, this wasn't that much of an effort. Yeah, I'm it was done, a hotel I'm room in two hours. Taking Duluth for granted. Yeah, I mean like I, I'm, I'm I just, with you. It's too easy, and you always feel like it's not, but it's, it's easy. And I'll be going to this year's festival yeah. for that reason because uh, I'm just like uh, I need uh. to get up to to Duluth at least like once a quarter. You know. Well, and just watching like how the city itself has changed and revitalized. It's it's. It's absolutely what should be happening. You watch this iconic historic city, which went through some tough times, just like Minneapolis did. If you sure. look at downtown or Northeast, uh, watch it kind of like find its new identity, still holding on to the history, but then becoming this brand new thing. The food scene up there is absolutely ridiculous. The beer scene continues to grow. We have two cideries in our neighborhood that have opened that are dynamite. Vikra is up there just killing it. I mean, it really. There's so much pride both from Minnesota and for Duluth itself. And I love having people that haven't been just in a couple of years go up and just marvel at how much more things have changed and how much new stuff and how vibrant everything is. It's really, it's just, it's the story of America. I will say this though, Ryan, when we go up for Festiversary this year, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to Uber from our hotel because I tried to park my <laughs> SUV literally in the spot that was reserved for a Fiat. <laughs> Cause there were, there were so many, it was a, it couldn't have been a, a more picture perfect weather weekend yeah. that, that week because it was what middle of May or whatever yep. it was. And it couldn't have been more perfect. And, and the people were awesome. It was a great time. My, my kids had a blast because it, it, folks, if, if, if you're in, in that area that we can bring your kids. Mm-hmm. There's stuff for them to do. My kids were making art projects and doing all it was it was great. We have an entire entertainment stage just devoted to kids entertainment. Yeah. We want the the parents to be able to have a good time but we also want the kids to have a good time. We do in the in the tap room as well. Like Which is crucial by the way. I, because you're you're not only and fighting's the wrong word. You're not only competing for the 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 going out crowd it's me and Ryan yeah. we have kids now and it's 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 we're not going to go take our kids out to a nightclub or to a, a bar we're, but we'll do this well, which is key the way that we look at it is is you know all things being equal the three of us could you know we could spend 4 or 5 hours the three of us sitting at a bar anywhere so if we're going to have this tap room 
why should the fact that you two have kids and I don't mean that maybe we shouldn't hang out there? Right. The idea should be craft beer should be for everybody. We should be making beverages that everybody can drink, of course, above 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody should be able to consume that. And and if that's what we're doing, then we should make everybody feel welcome coming into our tap room. We should make their kids feel welcome. We should make their spouses feel welcome. We should just make sure that everybody feels comfortable coming and hanging out and really getting a little bit of Lake Superior and a little bit of Duluth. That's awesome. Are you guys good on time? Yeah. yeah. I want you guys to hang with me here through this uh, last commercial break and we'll come back and wrap things up. You're listening to The Beer Show with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and of course our buddy Ben from Bent Paddle Brewing Company in Duluth. You're listening to us live on Score North, and of course online we are scorenorth.com. Reavers just pulled up Ben Quam during the commercial break. He wouldn't shut his yapper. It's the beer show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. And uh, we are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Our buddy Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits hanging out with us. And Ben Quam from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. All right, boys, let's get heavy, shall we? Should we? I want to talk about the industry as a whole. I know we do this a lot because you two are my go-to guys because you have your fingers on the pulse of this industry I was talking to a guy that represents a completely different brewery, and he senses to think that we might be coming up on the saturation point. We're not there yet, but he thinks that we're getting there because this is the number one question I've been getting for the six years, whatever, however long we've been doing this show. I feel like that word has just been... It's the toxic word nobody yeah. wants to address. We're at the saturation point for saturation point. I agree. Well, we are, <laughs> totally. But do you guys get the sense that it... It's not there yet, but we might be getting closer than we initially expected. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, here's the like when I in 2009, before we opened up Elevated, Tom and I actually were considering opening up a brewery. And we thought in 2009 slash 10 that we'd hit it at that point. We're like, we're not going to do this. I mean, look at this. It's like Surly and Liftbridge and Fulton. It's it's too late. Mm -hmm. Right. And here we are 10 years later and I'm hearing about, you know, breweries opening still and that light bulb going off that hey we should get together and open a brewery so i don't know i mean that's that's the thing i what i do know is that you need to be very careful with how you approach it if you're going to do it and that sort of conquer the world national brewery type uh, ambition may, have, may that's gone right can we agree on that totally i literally i had this discussion yesterday and you just hit it right on the head i think that what we didn't anticipate 10 years ago or five years ago when I started saying it as a, a, a buyer, what, what I thought or what I underestimated was the amount of growth that craft beer consumers w- would experience. The amount more people that I thought would never, ever, ever, you know, pay more than a, a suitcase of Miller Lite for beer that continues to grow. Older people, 60s, 70s, even 80s getting into craft beer mm. right now. I didn't anticipate that. So the crowd has gotten bigger. The pool's gotten bigger of the people that are consuming it. So the, the amount of money that's being spent goes up. So that means that there is more room. What I'm seeing is people that are coming in with the wrong idea. They're opening up a brewery in 2019 thinking that they can immediately get distribution in every single liquor store. They can go around and put it in every sure. single bar. They haven't even figured out if they can be consistent in their own brews and this isn't to anyone specifically, and this isn't to our community specifically. This is craft beer in general. People saw successes. They see a Surly, and they think, oh, well, I can do that. And then they come out guns a-blazing. Their first round, the beer's pretty good. Second round, the beer doesn't taste like the first beer, even though it's the same name. And immediately, you've kind of you've hit a stumbling point, and all of a sudden, 
people just aren't going to give you a second chance. You want to name names? I do not. <laughs> this is, but this is I'm really joking. the thing. With the more people that you have competing for those spots, the less room there is for error. And the minute that you come in with the wrong attitude, the minute that you come in with inconsistent beer, the minute that you come in with, I made this thing because I think it's good and you should take it because I think it's good, you're not going to get a second chance. And that that pushes all of us, no matter how big, to still have to make sure at the end of the day, we're being kind to the people that are buying our beer and we're making sure that we're making good, consistent beer. And that is the toughest thing in this industry to do. So there. <laughs> well, and I and I have said because I've been asked by uh, either friends or people that I've just met through doing this show slash this uh, industry, you know, what's the key? I'm like, and I and I'm an idiot. I I don't know anything about this industry, but the thing I do know is I've said the same thing over and over again. If you're not making great beer, don't bother mm-hmm, because right. the, the the competition right now is way too fierce, it, and it truly is. I find myself where beers that I might have enjoyed. A couple of years ago, I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend money on that because there's 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 better options out there right mm-hmm. now. And I don't know if that's the same thing on the consumer level, Ryan, but that's that's just the way I see it personally. Yeah, we I mean we see we see the gamut at Elevated. You know, we're getting a lot of those hard to find. You know, the the Dreckers, the junkyards, the things like that. Where part of the allure, of course, is just the accessibility or lack thereof, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, that's a thing. Um, you've got. You've just got the the quality issues in general that a lot of breweries experience. We had there was a great article in the in the Growler, and I will name a name because they named themselves in six one two about the, you know the troubles that they had with maintaining quality and whether that was because of process or demand and and just need for volume. I don't know for sure, but I will tease the next episode of the Beer Show and that we're going to have six one two on, and I'm sure they're happy to talk about that. And I encourage all of our listeners to read that article because I think it's very telling. I've, I I will honestly say, and this is as somebody who did work for them for a, a few months, I will straight up say that was the most honest thing that I have read anybody come around on as far as in a, in a beer publication. It was a full culpability. We, we, I actually, and, I, and, I'll, and I don't want to speak for no. you, I admired those guys for yeah. admitting that, you know what, we, and it wasn't like we screwed up. But it was, you know what, we probably made a, a, a poor decision at some point to, to, mm-hmm. and kind of veered off from what our original mission and, and our, our original intentions were, were meant. And I, and I really admired those guys for making that mistake and saying, you know, because they have a beautiful facility mm-hmm. in a great location. So they're in a position where they can probably rework things and be success, successful long term. I would also like to shout out, I, I do believe that Austin is making great beer. He yeah. is a fantastic brewer. Yeah, so I think taking ownership of the past, yep. you know, spotlighting the future, spotlighting Austin. I mean, I think those things are important. And, and, and if they're going to move forward, I think that's the way you have to do it. You have to you have to kind of reboot. And I think we have we have people that are that are not not again not just here uh, in my travels around. We have people that are just trying to get stuff out there that maybe uh, that maybe aren't just it's not the best beer. You know, like they're they're putting stuff out that that is good, but could take a little bit of time to refine. And if you took a little bit of if you took like a little bit of time and really just tried to work on your process and kept it in the tap room and got it from good to great or from great to fantastic, then introduce that to people outside of your tap room. Sure. I think that right now is the only model that I see working. Give it time, create your fan base, and then if you really feel like you want to step out, then do it. Like or, Finnegan's. We were talking well, yeah, about yeah, that what they're, what they're right. doing it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, because that established that flagship 
beer or two, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever is in your portfolio, and then expand. Because I when I, when they I remember when when we started talking about oh they're going to expand that well that's not really who they are but they're doing it mm-hmm. perfectly yep mm-hmm. or don't or be dangerous man. And just don't. There you go. Say, hey, we're really happy with this. We have our crowd. We have people down the block for every single one of our releases. We're good there. It doesn't always have to be about, I want to be the biggest, growingest behemoth ever. Except make peanut butter porter every day of every year for the rest of eternity. You ever want to meet me there for a a, a pint, I will gladly meet you. God, I love that beer. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, no, that's it. Like the the growth model just needs to be always based on make great, consistent things. Everything else can grow from there. If you want to take the next step, then go ahead and take the next step. If you don't, don't. But you don't get any steps until you make great, consistent beer. And that starts with a tap room, right? I mean, the margins are there. The the ability to kind of get that in real time feedback is there. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with that since that law passed. To, to sort of get your, your footing and then, and then go to distribution and then go further. And you can introduce people to your ethos outside of just what's in the glass. You can introduce people to who you are and have them understand what your, what your brand is. Like one of the, one of the strongest parts outside of, of our beer at Bent Paddle is that people know who the Bent Paddle family is. They right. know what they're going to get from us. They know that we're going to go outside and have a good time. You know, that that is a thing that we love, and that's part of who we are. So if other places take a little time to get people to just not just buy in on the beer, because then when the next beer that comes out that's somewhat like that, they'll just jump to that. Make them believe in who you are as a group. Make them believe in your ethos, and then you'll have them as fans of whatever you do going forward. Isn't it almost like the sports philosophy of, Man, I'm a I'm a ticket agent for the Timberwolves right now, and it's it's not that great. You know, sales are slow. Well, yeah, but winning winning is the deodorant that covers up all the stink. I mean, it, that, that that's just it. If if you're winning, it's easy to sell tickets. It's easy to sell advertisers. Same thing applies here. If you're making really good, high quality beer, people will come. People will find you, and people will come back. Is the most important part of it. Right. Absolutely. Yep. That brand connection. I think that mm-hmm. that's that's everything. All right. So we're we're we have three minutes left. Where are we headed to, boys? Well, I mean, really, we already talked about Festiversary. I know my friends with children, we got to plan months out. So I'm, I'm looking at, bro, I'm looking at Mother's Day weekend this year. I'm looking at May 11th and saying, let's circle that with a marker Fantastic. and say, I'd love to see you guys up there. We do it. It's every Mother's Day weekend for people that want to try and put it out a few years because it takes that time. Which is a, it's a really cool event though. And I, yep. I, I having, Having uh, been there personally a year ago, it's a fun event if people are in the area and people want to take it in. It's really cool. And for everybody that's been there the last five years or anywhere in between those five years, there are uh, definitely some changes coming up. We're going to make the the area even more inviting. I kind of want everybody to just see it for themselves when they get there. Cool. But the, the grounds themselves, it'll be in the exact same spot. There's just going to be some changes to the grounds themselves, and I think it's going to be even cooler and even more inclusive the way that it looks. And uh, for we talked about Lollygagger in the previous segment, but anything new coming down the pipe here for Bent Paddle Brewing? Well, yeah, we uh, there's a, an amazing band uh, from Duluth as well, right here in Minnesota, called Trampled by Turtles. Yes. And uh, we will be talking a little bit more about that coming up, but we do have a collab brew with wow. them that will be around cool. all summer. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, some concert pop-ups with them, and we're going to be having an absolute blast. And it is the biggest honor to have something going with with uh, with that band. 
That's cool. The sound of of Minnesota, the sound of Duluth with with our beer together. I just think it's going to be one heck of a summer. Well, they're they're summer in the Northland. Exactly. That's who those guys are. In all honesty, yeah. and I, not to dismiss that. Oh, yeah, in January they suck. <laughs> no, but I mean, you you hear them, and that's what I think of every time. Is yep. I think about being up at. Um, oh, why can't I think of the name of the park? Uh, uh, Bayfront? Bayfront. Thank you. Uh, that that's that's what I think of when I think of trampled by turtles. Yep, that's awesome. Uh, very cool. So Ben, if people want more information about everything you guys are doing, everything's online. Yep, social media. Ben Paddle Brewing. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Ben Paddle Brewing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, that's oh, a thing. I see what you did. So that was that's meant to be, cool. right? I mean, this this is destiny. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. Cheers. Uh, and of go- again, two tastings this weekend, Ryan. Friday, 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location. Saturday, 3 to 5 p.m. at uh, White Bear Lake. And that's going to feature Finnegan's Brewing Right. Company. Those will be with Finnegan's. But check our website, Elevated BWS, for all of our tastings. We've got them going on all weekend. Thursday, usually. Uh, and then through Sunday. Uh, St. Patty's Day. This oh, is one man. of those that kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of kicks off our, our busier, you know, warmer weather season. It's the official start of spring, is what right, it is. Damn right, it! Right, right. So you need to sign up for our uh, for our customer rewards program too. Make sure you ask about that when you're checking out. Take advantage of those rewards. Awesome, you're the best, man. Thanks, man. You too. We'll talk to you again next week. If you missed any portion of the program, I urge you to check out the podcast, and you can find that online at scorenorth.com. For Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, my name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of The Beer Show. Until next Thursday night, 